0: My name is Utterson, John Gabriel Utterson. I am an attorney. I am sitting by a warming fire in the comfortable private study of my friend and client, Dr. Henry Jekyll. It is 9 o'clock in the evening of February 22nd, 1884. Jekyll is nowhere to be found. In his office is the man who has very likely murdered him. His name is Edward Hyde and he lies dead by his own hand. It falls to me to collect the records remaining, primarily Jekyll's private journal and a letter from our friend Hasty Lanyon and piece them together into something resembling a coherent narrative. I have arrived too late to prevent or avenge Jekyll's death. The only service I can provide for my friend is to safeguard the reputation he fought so hard to protect. Thus, I must understand fully what has happened here before I may summon the police. From the private journal of Dr. Henry
1: Jekyll. I was born to a large fortune, blessed with good health, industrious by nature. Indeed, the worst of my faults was gaiety of disposition, a jolly demeanor which I found hard to reconcile with the dignified public persona. Hence, I concealed my pleasures... And when I had reached my years of reflection, I stood already committed to profound duplicity. My friend, Dr. Lanyon, has always been my most tenacious critic on these matters. Preposterous! I have ever said that the hard law of life, which lies at the root of religion, is that man is not truly one, but two, moral and amoral, judgment and appetite, good and evil.
2: Sense and nonsense is closer to the truth, Harry. I have never accepted your theories regarding the plurality of man. Your metaphysical speculations far transcend the boundaries of medicine.
1: Of traditional medicine, I freely grant. And
2: you must recall, I knew you in college when you first began to formulate these ideas. This mystical balderdash is offensive enough, but what monumental conceit! The occasional visit to a, well, a house of ill repute, hardly qualifies as a dark side.
1: Granted, again, many a man would have been proud of such irregularities, but well, from my high ambitions I regarded them with a, a sense of shame. It is the curse of mankind that these elements are thus bound together, and it is the false promise of religion that we can ever deny the appetites of the one and dwell contentedly on the aspirations of the other. My scientific studies now lead toward the mystic and the transcendental. Ah, they are not
2: scientific studies at all, Harry, but philosophical. Perhaps you would feel more at home if you abandoned your laboratory and took up residence in a monastery.
1: From my youth, I've dwelt on the thought of the separation of man's halves. I reasoned that if these elements could be housed in separate identities, life could be relieved of all that was unbearable. The unjust might go his way delivered from remorse, and the just could walk securely on his upward path, no longer exposed to disgrace and penitence.
2: Many men find that the consumption of alcohol has a similar effect on their conscience.
1: Lanyon, I am serious. My discoveries have begun to suggest the possibility of such a miracle. I find certain chemical agents have the power to transform the flesh. If
2: you wish to don a false mustache or part your hair on the other side when you visit your whorehouses, you may fool yourself, and you might fool the whores, although I doubt it, but your mirror knows the truth, and so do I.